Welcome to The Refresh from Insider. I'm Rebecca Ibarra. And I'm Dave Smith. It's Friday, August 12th, and we're the podcast that updates whenever there's news, all day, every weekday. Here's the latest. The Washington Post has a huge scoop. The paper reports Monday's search of Donald Trump's home was in part to look for and retrieve classified documents related to nuclear weapons. The report, based on anonymous sources, says it's unclear whether the nuclear weapons in question belong to the U.S. or another country. Still, if confirmed, it would explain why the FBI felt it needed to recover the items ASAP. Nuclear secrets are some of the most closely guarded in the world. The man who attempted to break into an FBI office in Cincinnati Thursday morning and then engaged in an hours-long standoff with police was killed by police after raising his weapon. Law enforcement sources have identified the suspect as 42-year-old Ricky Schiffer, who was apparently at the Capitol during the January 6th insurrection. A Truth Social account under his name appeared to be posting about the standoff as it was happening. It also had earlier posts urging people to, quote, kill the FBI on site after the Mar-a-Lago search. Emmy award-winning actor Anne Heche is not expected to survive after her car crash last Friday. Her family and friends tell Deadline that Heche has been pronounced brain dead and will be taken off life support. Heche was caught on several cameras speeding through a Los Angeles neighborhood in her blue Mini Cooper, first crashing into a garage at an apartment complex and speeding away from the scene before then crashing full-on into a house. The accident set the house and her car on fire. No one besides Heche was injured in either crash. Police say Heche, who was very public about her history of addiction and mental illness, had narcotics in her system at the time. Starting next year, Johnson & Johnson will no longer sell its talc-based baby powder around the world. The cornstarch-based version is the only kind you've been able to get in the United States since 2020. That's after tens of thousands of lawsuits, mostly from women, that claimed asbestos in the talc caused ovarian cancer and mesothelioma. J&J has long denied any health risks connected to its talc and said switching to cornstarch was part of, quote, evolving global trends. Legendary basketball player and coach Bill Russell's number six is being retired, a first for the NBA. It's a fitting honor. Russell was one of the best to ever play the game, winning 11 NBA championships for the Boston Celtics, including two as a coach. He was the first black coach in any major U.S. pro sports league to win a championship, and he was also a champion of civil rights, marching with Martin Luther King Jr. and using his platform to challenge the status quo. Russell died almost two weeks ago at the age of 88. Today and every day, we're updating the refresh from Insider as news happens, so check back whenever you want to know the latest. Let's talk about a business that's seeing a big post-pandemic boom, boudoir photography. Liz Posner, who writes about feminism and social justice, is here to tell us about this growing trend. Hey, Liz. Hi. Thanks so much for having me. So what is boudoir photography? So boudoir photography has been around for a long time. It's essentially a private shoot between the subjects and the photographer. Boudoir photography can range um, depending on, on the subject, but typically it'll look like the subject either in lingerie or 
nude or semi-nude in a maybe fun, sexy pose, just having fun with the camera and, you know, expressing joy and happiness with their body. And you write that it's not just, you know, young, thin women booking these shoots. It, It really ranges through a lot of people. For sure. Some of the most interesting groups that the photographers I interviewed for the piece told me they're working with were women in their 40s and 50s and even older who are now seizing this moment and taking the opportunity to do something fun and sexy and feel good. But also they're increasingly seeing men, which is a new trend. Yeah, I found that super interesting that men were also now coming into this trend. It is. Actually, one of the male subjects that one of the photographers told me about, actually, he just came out of the military and was feeling really empowered about his body and feeling good about how he looked. And he was on Tinder looking for dates (laughs) and (laughs) came across a woman's boudoir photography that she had posted. So he reached out, got a referral to the photographer I interviewed and did a shoot and now is actually using those photos on his own Tinder. Wow. So you also write that it isn't just the end product, you know, the pictures themselves that are empowering, but also the process of taking those pictures. So for a lot of women, just booking a boudoir shoot is an act of self-care. They step away from their apartments, they book maybe a few hours of getting their hair and makeup done. And then the actual photo shoot is a relaxing process. The photographer will often put on some empowering or relaxing or fun music and sort of guide the client through certain poses. There's also something that resonates with me and I assume resonates with a lot of women that you're booking a photography session and you're saying, this is the body that I have now and this is what I'm celebrating and embracing. Because I think we've been conditioned to be like, well, lose 10 pounds and then you know reward yourself with a session. And it seems like people are saying, no, We're doing it now. Absolutely. That's been a big trend the photographers I've spoken with have seen since the beginning of the pandemic. They're seeing not just clients coming to take a a photo shoot after a landmark weight loss goal, but more and more we're seeing women wanting to have these semi-nude or nude photo shoots done just because, because they're proud of the way they look. They want to be okay with the fact that maybe... They put on a little bit of weight during the pandemic or had a, you know, a surgery that has changed the way their body looks. They um, want to do it as a way of showing to the world that they are proud of the body they have and they don't feel pressure to change. And not only are we accepting, but we're, <laughs> we love bodies that are, are different. All bodies are beautiful. You write that boudoir photography can also be political, though, too. How so? Well, The spike in boudoir photography is coming from a range of factors. Obviously, we're seeing a lot of women now who are sort of shedding off their sweatpants after a year or two in lockdown, wanting to feel good about their bodies, maybe even being influenced by this fantastic new wave of body positivity. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we're seeing our Queen Lizzo at at the top of that movement, driving us all to feel good about the way we look. Other driving factors have been the Me Too movement, the Women's March, and even as our government is seeking to take women's autonomy over our own bodies away from us, Mm. posing for a boudoir photo shoot can be a real act of empowerment. 
Liz, thank you so much for chatting. Great talking to you. Liz Posner is a writer and editor who covers justice issues. Make sure to follow The Refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show. The Refresh from Insider is produced by Frank Alito, Grace Eliza Goodwin, and us, Dave Smith. And Rebecca Ibarra. Carrie Donahue is our executive producer. Andy Bowers is head of audio at Insider. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. <laughs>